0: Two, three, four. In this... Thank you to Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. It is May 22nd, 2019. We're taking a break from Phantom maybe May because we have some breaking Rise of Skywalker news. My name is Zach Weber, and joining me is Zenger.
1: Uh, I was going to make some Game of Thrones joke, but I forgot how to say Daenerys' full name, so insert hilariously put joke there.
0: And straight from the Rise of Skywalker filming on the desert planet of Pasana. Is the Force Ghost himself? The true rise of Skywalker, Force Ghost Jim. Oh my god! Good
2: evening, everybody. I don't even have a response for that. Go on. It, get,
0: it gets more elaborate every single time we get Force Ghost Jim on the the uh, lead into his name gets more and more grandiose. to The time the movie actually comes out, Lord knows what I'll have in store for him by then.
1: Much like, much like Daenerys Stormborn's full name. From Game of Thrones, you know, that series that people are apparently upset about now for some reason. I have a question.
0: Why, is, when did she go from being called Daenerys to Danny?
1: Like, when that, that kind of nice. just interspersely was in the series, I feel. I, I know somebody's sitting there going, oh, it was episode blah, 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 scene number this when it was first uttered, but yes.
0: Oh, okay. Cause like I know, like now, I remember when that show first started, it's like, oh, Daenerys, like mother of dragons. Now it's like, Danny wouldn't do that. And I'm like, like, there's like normal character names in this show. It's kind of like someone in Star Wars being named
1: Dave. It's like,
0: it makes sense, but not really.
1: All right, this is going to bother me, so I need to find it. (laughs) All right. But no,
0: folks, we have some Rise of Skywalker news. We're not just pulling things out of our butt for once. We have a Vanity Fair cover story. Okay, I found her name.
1: Okay, Zanger, what's what's the name? Daenerys Stormborn of... of House Targaryen. First of her name. Queen of the Andals. And of the First Men. Protector of the Seven Kingdoms. Mother of Dragons. The Khaleesi of the Great. Grassy. The Unburdened. And the Breaker of Chains. And I think she had a few things added to that later. Cool beans.
0: Vanity Fair rides of Skywalker stuff. We had the uh, kind of guy at this point. It's kind. It's part of the, the marketing build up for one of these films. Annie Leibovitz sat there, did a photo shoot and we got a story by somebody who by who liked to editorialize a lot during this because as I was like rereading this article two or three times, I kept like pulling things out and being like, wait, this is someone just putting their own spin on this and not like from actual interviews with cast and crew or the filmmakers. And so other than the pictures and the quotes from the filmmakers, I don't think there's a lot of substance here, but from those Oh, I can stop reading good. No, well, I'm going to break them all down because like, I read this a couple of times, and there is some really interesting things that we can glean from like how they're thinking about this movie. But it's weird in the fact that the, the author of this article, Lev Grossman, he's – oh, God, he puts a lot of his own spin on it, which is just – I, I guess that's just a thing with media now. Everybody in media or journalism has to put their own spin on something. You can't just report on a story. Not like what we're about to do. Yeah, I know, but nobody takes it seriously. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so before we get into the Vanity Fair thing, Jim, last time you were on the podcast, we were talking about what we wanted from
2: Celebration.
0: We never got your thoughts on the title in the trailer. So what are your thoughts on the title in the trailer?
2: You know what? I, I'm happy with, I, I guess... The title of the it didn't bother me when I saw it. I just want to know what it means. That's fine. That's where I'll leave that. But I really enjoyed the celebration, how they unveiled Ian McDermott, and right? Is that his name? Is that uh, Palpatine? And then how they did him coming out and then saying, roll it again. I thought it was perfect. I enjoyed it. I, I think that was a good way to do it. I'm glad that, they, and they've kept they kept him hidden on this whole thing. I oh, was yes. real. I mean, they really did a good job because nobody was aware of him coming out. Nobody talking about it, and everybody, I, I was watching on YouTube, and no one had any clue in the world that he was. First of all, was going to be at celebration, and second of all, was going to be in it. So everybody was focused on Hayden Christensen, and uh, but. It was good to see him. That's my take on. I enjoyed the trailer. I enjoyed the uh, the whole thing going back to the Death Star and everything like that. Really cool.
0: All right, folks. You heard heard you hear folks first yeah, You heard it here first, folks. Cool. Like I said, Jim, we kind of been holding that back for a while and
2: uh, I'm glad well, you liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was everybody had been waiting for so long to have it. And then when it when he laughed, I watched the live feed on Celebration of course it didn't go. And it was a uh, the crowd reaction was fantastic.
0: Yeah, that trailer that trailer's neat, man. I dig, I dig the hell out of that trailer. It's a, uh, I might not like Jar Jar as a filmmaker, but I
1: love how he cuts trailers.
2: Well, and so and much the, lens flare. Well, it, it's just, it, it had enough in there for everybody. They've kind of learned their lessons, I think. I think there's yeah. a little bit different approach. I think it. It it gave a bunch of new some new stuff some nostalgia stuff people to figure out exactly what was in the trailer. I thought it was enough that everybody was. I haven't met anybody that was upset with the trailer. Nobody.
0: So Jim, we have to ask you because it was a very pressing question a couple weeks ago. Oh, in the trail in the trailer we see oh, God, Star Destroyer. Dang it! Do you know what type? What is your presumed guess? on what kind of Star
2: Destroyer. Oh, I didn't even i. I, I didn't even, I registered it, but didn't even put any thought in that. That's Zanger's area. That's, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, yes. Go to the expert. Go to the person who know. But no, Zach has to be like, Let's question him.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Jim, I'm you've staring been at
1: a work. model. It's right at my feet for some reason. Why are you here?
0: <laughs> oh, man, Jim, you've missed so much.
1: That's, it's that's funny.
0: Zanger and I like did an entire breakdown in the trailer And somehow, whether it was a Venator-class Star Destroyer or an Imperial
1: Star Destroyer like, Or the correct the- answer, an Imperial-class Star Destroyer <laughs> With an inexplicable red stripe Down the middle Yeah, because you know they don't have paint or anything In a galaxy far, far away No, uh, but no, that almost broke the podcast At one point,
2: Zanger and I were arguing so much About that I, I, I'm, I'm not really upset I missed that <laughs>
0: Oh God! Um, No, okay. I'm glad to have. I'm glad to have your opinions on that. We're all glad, Jim. Oh, no. Well, no. I meant just in general with the trailer and stuff, because you are part of that like mindset of the fandom that's like grew up with the originals. So like, we do need that kind of baseline. Like everything. Like everybody who's writing things on on the Twitter and the Facebooks are like people like in their 30s. So like, you don't really have that perspective. And if you do, it's like mostly people just yelling at the computer.
2: And everything I've heard, they're really trying hard to make this right, and that's—I'm glad to see that. I, I'm glad to hear it. I'll see if they can execute because they're sure as hell trying to do a lot of stuff with this movie, best I can tell. I just hope it all works.
0: How once again the trailers or like the marketing so far doesn't give away any of the uh, the storyline. Like once again, we have no idea what the plot of this movie is as of now. Anyway, who knows what will be. Heard- have you heard all the
2: leaks stuff? We need to have thing on just leaks.
0: Uh, yeah, we've been covering the leaks
2: here and there as we go. Have you?
0: Uh, yeah, we've been trying. And a lot of it has to do with, like, the, my problem is kind of like what you mentioned earlier. It's like nobody had any idea that Palpy was in this. And then, like, two weeks afterwards, everyone's like, oh, this is how Palpatine ties into the plot. And it's like, eh, I have a hard time believing that. Just because like nobody had any idea he was in this. And then all of a sudden, everybody knows how he ties in. It's like, I... like, And this goes into a little bit with the Vanity Fair article. Is, I think people are grasping onto the Palpatine thing. Like, us included. Zenger and I, anyway. A little too much. Because even in this Vanity Fair article, he isn't mentioned once. Or even hinted at.
1: Right, but have you tried sitting there and taking every other word, <laughs> or at the beginning of every sentence letter, and arranging them to see if there's a hidden message?
0: Like, is there a word for that, like skip code or something?
1: Like, there you take like, every like
0: fifth, like fifth letter of a word, and like you put them together, and like it spells something, or it's like it has like, yep. a cryptic message.
1: Yep, there is a thing for that. I look it up, but
0: Zenger, I'm doing it right now well, on the, on it, the first paragraph. It says palpatines behind it all
1: oh I train I got palpatines behind mustard
2: huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you were saying Jim oh I don't remember what I was saying uh but there's but there's been stuff that's leaked out about everything that fits in now with the how the Emperor how the emperor is going to fit into all this, I think. So that's good. We, we, we can focus on the article. That's great.
0: Yeah. Like I said, the Palpatine thing, I don't know. I think in a way people are extrapolating too much from that trailer. And I think he's going to be a presence in this, but I don't think he's going to be like, 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 like the, the like, Oh God. I don't think he's going to have the same role in this as he does in return of the Jedi. I don't think he's going to be like the focal point of the entire film. I think he's going to be a component, but it's not going to be the like the the be all end all.
2: No, no. I I, I, there's a hook. There's a. I think it's a payoff at the end,
0: or it's going to be something that shows up about like like a like a halfway through the movie. It's going to be something that he's going to be either the the end boss. Or he's going to be something that sets up the ending
2: of the film. Yeah, I've I've got a pretty good idea what is going to be involved in, him. and I think it's it's the uh, yeah it's a it's a payoff at the end of the movie. I think, I think, yeah, it'll be fun to see.
0: So anyway, though, uh, going through the Vanity Fair story, it's titled Star Wars: Colon the Rise of Skywalker, comma the Ultimate Preview. A bunch of images were released from it. And most of them aren't really telling. Most of them are kind of just like behind the scene shots. But a couple of them are pretty neat. Like we have Daft Punk, Zam Wessel. We have
2: Richard E. Grant. Oh, that's, Pl- what? That's what? What's was that? What's her name? Carrie? Carrie? What's her name? Russell? What's, yes. What's the? Is that, is that it?
1: You got it. You got it.
0: Yeah. Carrie Russell's character. Uh, I think. What's her name, Zanger?
1: Oh, I came with a name for that before, didn't I? Daft Punk, Sam Wessel. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't seem as proud of that.
1: Sorry, I I was was actually reading something for a second there. In the article or just something irrelevant? Probably both. (laughs) Thank you, Jim.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's reading... I just beat you to it. I, you were gonna
1: say it anyway. I, I knew. It was. I was like, "How do I put this the, the best possible way?"
0: He's reading magic cards, but he has the Vanity Fair article open, like in the eighth tab of his browser.
1: Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No joke. It is actually the eighth tab in my browser. Bam, <laughs> bam, bam, bum. All right. And, um, one, two, three, four. Four of them are actually magic related. Wow,
2: who I could see problem. this coming?
1: Uh,
2: uh, I uh, some of the pictures I agree with you, Zacher. Eh, but a couple of them are interesting. You've got, I think the, I think that's the yeah. I'll say the Knights of Ren. You got. The ooh, ooh can of we, can
1: we talk about this real quick? Which part? What the, the night? The Knights of Ren photo. Okay. Okay, so so starting from left to right, you got the guy who stole the gun from um, the Fifth Element movie there. I'm not wrong. Beside him, you got the guy who's been playing way too much Final Fantasy games because he has the giant sword for some reason. You got a few others in the background that I can't really tell what they're up to. But you got this guy in the foreground who stole one of Gimli's axes from Lord of the Rings. Then you got this guy who's looking directly in the camera to the far side there. Uh-huh. Very insightful, sir. Very insightful. I do my best.
0: Well, it's worth pointing out the Knights of Ren image is that there's there's six of them. And if you go and look at the concept art they released for them like like a few years ago, there's only five of them there. But but if you look at the armor they're wearing in the Force Awakens flashback, like some of like the two of the helmets are similar. Like the guy with the the, the Gun arm, he's there, but most of them have different armor or at least different helmets. It's kind of hard to tell with that image, right? And, like, okay, like Zenger was saying, she's like, no, like it's weird because, like, I, know, I I can't help but feel bad for these actors wearing all black in, in a desert, desert. location. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if they're just stunt men. Or will it be, like, actual actors? Like, I don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, but, like, do you think there'll be any, like, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think nope. of a...
2: Known of names in, you know, like, no-name actors that are these people?
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, I wonder if, like, are they, like, actual actors or just stuntmen?
2: I, I think you get to see, you'll get, I think there's at least one of them that's a face character, I think.
1: Not, at least not that I can see.
2: Yeah, right, right now, but I think, with, of
1: course, with the helmets on, no. Wait, there's six in the flashback.
2: Yeah.
1: And you can see six on the screen, can't you? Yeah, I said, like, in the
0: concept art, there's only five, like five shown.
1: Oh, okay, I was like... So I was looking at a grab from the movie, and I'm like, no, there's six there. Yeah, yeah. there's six in the movie.
0: I'm looking at the Knights of Ren, and there's something... I, I like the fact they're clearly going to be In the, the desert action Sequence part But at the same point though It's like the whole thing That was fun about the Knights of Ren and the Force Awakens Is that, like they are in legit one scene They're in like a foggy Rainy shot and you Practically cannot make out anything about them There's like there's really no discernible details Because the shot is just so There's so much going on in it And then like the very first time that we're introduced to the Knights of Ren with this image, it's in broad daylight, and they're just exposed and It's a behind-the-scenes image.
1: And we we'll them got their back, of course, to us. What's his deal? Who? Who has their back to, to us? The, the one with the Gimli axe. Yep. That's his back? That's his back.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. That's his say, I'm back. Looking
1: his, I'm looking at his feet. Yeah, look at his feet.
0: Oh, I didn't even pick up
1: on that. No, he's just some cloaked guy that just stands there and stares, holding. I the- think
0: I thought that'd be cool, actually. <laughs> he's like a he's like a like, like a
2: Star Wars version of the Grim Reaper,
1: or yeah. you know Boba Fett. Oh god! I've Can't say the B word.
2: Well, the Knights of Ren, I've heard, are were sent on a mission and they've and they've come back. That's what I.
0: Well, that's that's the things. Like, how are they going to play into this? Like, my own, like, like most people on the internet, you can't help but get divided. They're either going to be another Captain Phasma or Boba Fett, where they do something really cool for like two minutes, then they die.
1: Wait, wait, rewind. Captain Phasma did something cool. She looked cool. She didn't really do anything cool. The she coolest thing cool. she did was a deleted scene.
0: The coolest thing she ever did was just like
1: exist. Yeah. I think the deleted scene was awesome, but, you know, that's just me, where she killed a ton of her troops because she's like, I can't let that information get out. Oh, I agree. I I think that that scene,
2: out of all the BS they left in that movie, that could have been put in, and that would have been a really great scene because it it just added to her character, and it actually made the stormtroopers, for a minute, you just see them like,
1: oh, man. I agree with you, Zanger. Thank you. I'm also looking at an arc right now that's comparing the Knights of Ren to the Rogue One squad. Oh, not that again. No, well, I'll bring I, it back. I, I, I think it's them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, think that, I think my
2: what I've heard consistently is they were sent, this Knights of Ren come back early in the movie, they were sent out on a mission, and they're bringing something to Kylo Ren that he sent them to go get. And that's why they weren't in the second movie, I think.
0: Well, well, yeah, I've I've heard that too. My
2: Netflix password.
0: But we have the same thing, or the vibe I'm getting from the the desert footage is that based on what we've seen from the trailers, and and considering that like most of this footage or most of these behind the scenes shots are from that locale, it seems like both Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, C three PO. And the Knights of Wren and Kylo Wren are all looking for something. It seems like they're both like, like think about it. they're all in the same location together. So clearly yeah. there's a reason why they're all there. And it doesn't, from what footage and stuff we've seen, it doesn't look like just like another skirmish in the film. It looks like maybe they're both like in, after something. And as we know, MacGuffins are the big plot device of this film. Because we know now, I think, Jim, did you hear this, that the plot device. Is, are the McGuffin, the first MacGuffin, is they have to find the Tanta 4 because there's something on the Tanta 4 that they need. And then the thing on the Tanta Four 4 that they need is C3PO's memory from pre from the prequel era. Oh God, no, I haven't heard of that. You haven't heard about that?
2: No. Thoughts? It would be cool because old people like me would like to tie into the movie, but that would be good from the nineteen seventy-seven movie. All right, there you go.
0: And then the the pieces of the puzzle that I'm connecting is that whatever's in C three PO's memory from the prequels eventually leads them to the Death Star or the remains of the Death Star in the ocean.
2: Yeah, that could be. Absolutely right. I'd I'd not heard that. I'd can we talk about this stuff or is this is No, this, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. There's I no. think uh the Palpatine is going to come back in the way of a, uh, of a, not a forest ghost, but take possession of someone's body. I think that's, what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. That's the rumor that's going around. I think
2: it is because you've got, you got Matt. What's that guy's Perry? Is that his name? Matt Smith. Matt Smith. That's it. That's his name. Yeah. And he, he's right in there at the end. I don't know. That's what I think. That's how they're going to channel him and bring him back. I think, but I think you're going to see, that's the other one that's pretty because they the stuff i was hearing they're bringing him on set but no one could figure out why he was there well with palpatine coming on i am being seen i think that's probably what's going to happen towards the end of this movie or
1: might could it might just be one of those red droid things no they're not gonna do it. Look, that might show up
0: i don't think that's gonna be the extent of his uh presence
2: i I tell you my take on the knights of ren are gonna be like the praetorian guard for snoke get wiped out in 30 seconds
0: but do they know the fact that like even today like when the first like when the first trailer dropped at celebration the knights of ren were trending and yet today when this article is released they were the name knights of ren was trending again so for whatever reason i don't know why or I don't understand the extent. Why have these characters captured people's like, like, affection? Arts and
2: imagination. That's right. I, I think because you, you kind of got a glimpse of them in the first movie, and in The Force Awakens, and they kind of had a a cool setup, and then nothing happened. They disappeared. They didn't exist in the last one. And then they're but- bringing them back. I I I, I agree with that.
0: But, like, bringing them back implies they were here in the first place. They're literally in a one-second shot. And if it wasn't for the fact that, like, there's literally, like, one line of dialogue that just vaguely explains who they are, if that's even them. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, they're cool-looking. And I think they really dropped the ball in how they're presenting them here. Like, the first time we're actually seeing them in focus is in, like, a desert behind-the-scenes shot. And that really annoys me. I'm like, why not, like, we're, like... Put out like a really cool well, promo image. Well, I mean, Why? even the
2: the the, the Carrie picked character got a full shot like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. The uh, you mean like what uh, Daft Punk? The yeah,
2: the well, Carrie, I mean yeah, but, Carrie Russell.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean she, Carrie, she's standing there. Why couldn't you know everybody else got their covers? I agree with that. If they're but you know yeah, I don't know. I agree with that, Zach. Even even Hux and uh, General. Was it Pride? That's what we're calling him? Yeah, like, yeah, something like Allegiant General Pride or something. Well, even they got their staged look. Yeah. I agree. I never thought about that. That was a good point. Yeah, I
0: think it's also weird, too, that like, you look at that image. And, like, and of course, J.J. is the only one with his face in the image. That man is so narcissistic. Like, oh, this is the thing that people want from this movie for some reason. And yet I'm going to make myself like almost like a focal point of it. Like I just, I I find it so odd that like considering you realize how per- you
1: can't see his other hand. It's going to mystery box.
0: <laughs> Is that what he says after they take the shot? He's like, okay guys, back in the mystery box. Yes. <laughs> it's Get back in there. Oh God. But yeah, like the Knights of rent thing. Like I-, I hope they have a presence. I really do. But considering that, like even now, we don't know like what like how much of a role they play in this. Like again, Jim, you're obviously following the rumors. We don't know. Like all we know is they're in the movie, and that's it.
2: Right, and, and, and they're. But it's funny. Even the uh, Praetorian Guard of Snoke got better showing than this. And they literally were in the movie. Movie what a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. Pretty much for the. Fight, I mean for the fight scene. So they, they've got that feel of big buildup because they had released some of their, you know, the costume stills and stuff before the movie came out. And then literally they were what they got their ass whooped in two minutes.
0: That's my thing, too. Like we like I don't think they got like they, they're villains. They have to be like, disposed of. So I can't blame yeah. them in that sense. But the idea is that, like, the Praetorian Guard are meant to be, oh, We have the Emperor's Royal Guard from Return of the Jedi. What would it be like if those guys actually got to do something? And I know clearly Jim has gone more toward the side of, I don't like The Last Jedi since it's come out. It's still the idea, like the Praetorian Guard fight with Ray and Kylo Ren, most people don't have a problem with that fight.
2: Yeah, I just, in terms of the characters and the hype they put on them, I mean, they did good and I agree they're villains. They got to die because that's just what happens in this. But, yep, I agree on that particular take. Yep. So my question
0: is, how do you... Hold on, just one more thought about this. Is that, how do you have a Knights of Ren fight in this that doesn't feel like the Praetorian Guard fight from Last Jedi?
1: You pick them up one by one throughout the movie.
2: Yeah. Or have them... Some get smoked early on, and then uh, later on in a fight... I hope they don't do it like they did in Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Give them some. I don't know. But that's what I mean, though. How do you have another
0: royal guard? Like I mean, like, and that's essentially what they're all what they are. Praetorian guards were Snoke's royal guard. The Knights of Ren are Kylo Ren's royal guard. Essentially, it's like why, like, why do we? need... They're redundant. Like, yes, I know people want them, but it's like just because you want something. Doesn't like it makes it redundant And it's like okay unless they do something Really clever kind of like what you guys were Saying and maybe they're the ones that They come back and Kylo Ren Sends them maybe first to go confront Palpatine or confront whoever the Bad guy of this movie is Maybe that's in a weird way They're kind of like quasi like anti heroes. Yeah Because that's the only way I think they'll work because if we get another Royal guard fight it's not going to work because it's like, okay, been there done that. So they have there has to be a twist to this that makes them that gives them their own space or their own identity and doesn't conflict with the Praetorian guard or the Emperor's royal guard.
2: Right, I agree. They, they, they've got to, I guess I guess they got to develop their own street cred. I guess they <laughs> got to have their own credibility.
0: Exactly, they need their own identity, and I think if you are going to like put these characters that for some reason people are excited about, like if you are going to do that, like have a level of redundancy, you have to give them some breathing room. And I think that's just fair to them as characters in Star Wars. Like the last thing we need is another Boba Fett phasma, or just our Django Fett, a cool character that dies in a very lame way. But Zanger, you were about to say before I rudely interrupted you.
1: Yes, rudely, so rudely. So my robot chicken slash. Um, <laughs> detour sketch for the day Uh is is like them sitting on the sand plant with like spears and stuff and like oh no it's 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 the knights of ren and it cuts to like just them like standing there like on a speeder heading towards them like just standing in a group then they get chased by them and knights of ren like aren't really doing anything except for just following them They're like, we got away from them. Then later on, they're like in a temple or something. It's like, oh, no, they followed us here. And it cuts over to them just standing there again, just staring at them. Like not ever, you don't ever see them moving. They just suddenly just appear everywhere. And everyone's always scared of them, but no one knows why. Very like Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers-esque. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Just like that. I don't know. I just find it amusing that that it would be just the six them on a on like a speeder, and it's just like moving on its own, like no one's steering it. It's just kind of weaving perfectly through everything, <laughs> kind of like uh,
0: like a Monty Python,
1: like no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Exactly. Nobody, yes, nobody expects
0: the Knights of Ren. No.
1: Yes. There's 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 my pitch this week for Robot Chicken. Oh, God.
0: There should be another, like, robot chicken-esque sketch for, like, this, where it's, like, J.J. Abrams in the mystery box, except it's, like, Rick and Morty, it's the me-seeks box. And it's, like, he pushes the button, like, all these, like, weird designs come out, and it's, like, hello, look at me!
1: I'm the mystery box! Oh, and, like, wow, look at me! I'm the emperor! Why am I in this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got plans for you. <laughs> And like three out, and like what? It's
0: like three hundred days later. It's like, oh man, I really want to die. This is an eternity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> JJ Gotta keep shooting.
0: <laughs> oh God! It's so, all right. Moving along, I think we've kind of harped on the Knights of Ren long enough. Um, I guess the next really like powerful image in all this is the Kylo Ren Ray
1: duel in the rain. Oh, I thought you were going to say the two covers. Why is she owning the staff instead of the lightsaber?
0: I picked up, my, pick up on that too, and I'll get back to that because that's that is an interesting observation okay, I made as well.
1: Got, got, got to scroll down to the to that picture now. We're down to we're
2: skipping the Carrie Russell picture, right? We just went past that. We're we're gonna circle around to that. We're we're kind of picking the
1: highlights first, and then we're gonna go back through like the things that aren't
0: like the Carrie Russell thing. Lately. Are they on
1: top of the Millennium Falcon? Oh, I wasn't even
0: that's thinking the about. Ship. Well, I the thought ship. I thought it was Death Star wreckage, maybe. I don't know, That's a good point, Zenger. All right, I can do some some live uh, thing. Okay, if I die, I'm looking at my Millennium Falcon. That's literally hanging above my head.
1: That looks like the Falcon. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to. Because it looks like he's. I don't know. It looks like something. It looks. It's some spaceship of some sort. Well, and and remember, did you? S- but it would make more sense that it's the Death Star with the water. Right, but did you guys ever see the
2: <laughs> Force Awakens? Art book, yes. I'm telling you that's what that's what this is. It could be either one of them, but I would lean towards the Death Star. I think that goes back to the. If, if our listeners don't know it, go back and look at the uh, Force Awakens art book, which is really cool. A lot of the cool ideas died there, but they're bringing some of them back. It looks like, and I think this is one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, that's... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that, though, but... No, but Zanger has...
1: Zanger, Hold on. there's something else bothering me about this. Her lighting's off. Well, yeah, clearly it's, like... Okay, th-
0: clearly they haven't finished, like, working on this scene. Okay. Like, like I agree with you. Like, yeah, it's... There, there's some... Even, like, how she's
1: posed next to
0: him looks a little, like, unnatural. Well, of course
1: unnatural. She's wielding a sword made out of pure light, Zach. I mean, come on. It's unnatural, like, certain abilities. Yes.
0: I have a picture of the money and Falcon from like the sequel trilogy and I'm looking like in Zenger has a point there is like raised portions of where they're fighting that look like they're very
1: near where the escape pods are on the side or maybe up near the front where it's got the little hump for where the cockpit is.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I mean though. Like, it and has the something.
1: It looks like there's something behind her, which could be the gun turret or the satellite dish or, or yeah, Palpatine's I, chair. <laughs> yes, I think. Okay,
0: I have to concur with that. It's Palpatine's chair
1: welded to the roof of the Millennium Falcon.
0: Well, I'm trying to like, I'm um, get a grasp. Like, I'm trying to find any sort of like visual landmark that can kind of like be like, oh, there's that like.
1: Rivet. Yeah, there, there's nothing. It's so. You know what it could even be? What? The, the the top of the Imperial Death Star. Oh, stop it. No, I'm joking on that one, but seriously, oh, though. Oh, stop it.
0: I could definitely see this being the Millennium Falcon because it does look, it looks a little like that. Yeah, because like, ah. Oh. And the problem is, like, they change, like every movie, they'll change things slightly. And something like that, they would change and they wouldn't think twice about it.
1: Well, this time we didn't put a radar dish on. We just straight up just put the Emperor's chair. But it gets I better like, reception.
0: <laughs> you look at the bottom right of that picture, and you can see kind of like a weird sort of, oh god, like a like I don't want to say like like an I don't want, like, like what like a, like an angle slope like yeah. a slope, and that looks like part of the Millennium Falcon.
1: Looks like the part right where the escape pot is at the front of the ship, or was before they blasted it into the mall.
0: No, I don't think it's that part. Like, I'm oh. looking at it. Here, let me, let me do a share screen. Well, well no, this is-
1: there's this even weirder thing. There's like a VF in the corner. I wonder what that could stand for. ba da ba ba So many share. questions, so little answers. So little answers. But no, like, this is what I'm looking at, like,
0: right here.
1: Oh. Ah. Right
0: like, if you look, you go back to the image, and you see that slope right here? Yeah. You got it right here
1: interesting so i was thinking it was up near the front
0: like right like in this area
1: yeah but now that i'm seeing it it doesn't fit
0: because if you look at the image as a whole oh, look at the spot behind it that would be the gun turret right there you mean right like right behind her left her leg
1: yeah for you at home i hope you are looking at the same image that we are (laughs) yeah this is excellent podcast guys yeah it's kind of weird uh (laughs) <laughs> but also,
2: doesn't that I, you guys may have addressed it? But doesn't that also hearken back to the uh, art of the Force Awakens?
0: Oh yeah, like no, like like a hundred percent, Jim. Like we talked about it like a couple months ago. The idea of them like going
2: um, like underwater.
0: There's a couple like in, like uh, concept art renditions in that book. Yes. Yeah, like, we, we we've touched upon that, and like we know we're going back there. Clearly, the trailer gives that away. But it just seems like there's something the 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 terrain that they're stepping on clearly it's man made it looks like something oh absolutely. Like sh- but it's the idea that like for some reason it doesn't feel like the death star like it's not jagged like when you think like when you see the death star at the end of the trailer it's very jagged like it looks like it's been blown apart what they're standing on looks a little too like crafted like it, it doesn't look like it's been destroyed by anything
2: right i, I think you're i think you guys are onto something i think that's probably the case i think that's you can line it up pretty easily. Yeah, because like you just—it's either it's either
0: right here. But the only problem is that if you go back to the image, there's like they are two close. Like, there's two things very similar where there's like a like a slope. Yeah. Right, too close to each other. And if you look at the picture of the Millennium Falcon, I guess the I guess it could be right here, right, Zinger? You have the slope right here. Yeah. Then you have the slope of where the well. Uh, then again, this image could
1: be cockpit. reversed too. It could be. I mean, we've already I, pointed out that she doesn't look right in this image at all. No.
0: Yeah, that's maybe. But I, I you do get the vibe that, because if you look at it, it couldn't be any really anywhere else on the Falcon, because this is the only place where there's two sloping, sloping pieces. And that would make sense because if Kylo Ren is standing right like, because he, he's what? He's like on top of the one raised piece, which would be right here. And she's over here right by it. And guess what? That'd be right where the turret would be,
1: right behind. But her, if you there. move it to the front, it could be the. Ah, I don't know.
0: You mean like here, like she's here and yeah. he's over
1: here? Yeah.
0: That's not as sloped though. That's or maybe, maybe. But I'm trying to think. May okay, maybe you got a point there because like you have like the problems. I can't get a good enough read on these like little rivets or like these little. This little is going to be
1: nothing, stuff. by the way. In the end, in the end, in the movie, it's just going to be some panel they're standing on, but. I'm really enjoying this this time we're spending with the other guys.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, there's a valid point here because it's like, think about it. Think of all the like the
2: places. Okay, what's, okay back, back up, Zach. You said a valid point. I think we just came off of Zinger's comment saying this isn't going to be anything, and you're going.
1: This is a valid. No,
0: point. it is a valid point because <laughs> look at it this way. Oh now I know what Zanger means by Oh there
1: okay. you go You put it together the pieces I, they fit
0: Yeah okay I see what I get the angle you're looking at now Um no I think the thing is that Like imagine them fighting On top of the Millennium Falcon
1: They're it's of, trying to take off out of the water Or something
0: or, or let's yeah it's like like what's that scene From Interstellar where like they have their Like like their engines get drowned out So you have to sit there while like the engines reboot Or something like think of all the Toys they could sell whether it be Lego Hasbro Funko Pops Where it's like duel above the Millennium Falcon Like imagine Having the top of the Millennium Falcon In the rain being a spot for a duel Between the two main characters Like that is a waves crashing of
1: over it too As it's trying to get off the I mean get Out of the water
0: exactly like that's like that's the sort of stuff that like toys and merchandising love, and that's why i was saying, Jim, that like this is why it's a valid point because I could see that being a thing, like like they did with uh, um, like Last Jedi or The Force Awakens, where it's like, like Ray, parenthetical Star Killer Base, or like Ray, right. Jedi Training, Ray, Island Journey. It's like it'd be like Ray, Millennium Falcon duel. Yeah, I see you know, that. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of, like, I'm looking at this, and it's like, that would, yeah, and I, now I see what Zanger means. Like, it'd be, oh, okay, look at the really bottom. There's something right here. Yeah. Hmm.
1: And go back to the other image. Oh, God,
0: Zanger, you might have a point, because it'd be, like, right here. Yep. Oh, wow, wait. There's, like, a pin. Like, if you look, there's, there's, like, a little, like, pin sticking out. If you go back to the image, there's, like, a pin sticking out right here.
1: My God. It's like I figured this out already. <laughs> And we doubted you all. I doubted you all along. You, you know, the greatest thing sometimes for me is just the ego boost I get from having to prove Zach wrong on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, because look at that. You have, like, all these little attachments and, like, doohickeys right here. And you look, you have all these little attachments and doohickeys on the image.
1: God, I'm, I'm, I'm so good.
0: Yeah, look at that. Zenger. you might have actually called this exactly where it is. And like you said, he's standing, like, right like right here, she's right there And there's the turret in the background
1: Or the emperor's chair <laughs>
0: Or the emperor's chair <laughs> Yes um, Alright, anything else about this image or can we move on?
1: I think we have spent way too much time on this And I just want to move on before I'm proven wrong <laughs> No, no, second. you can never be proven wrong
0: Alright, um, Jim, would you like to pick the next image we look at? Is there, is there an image that you'd like us to talk about or focus on right now?
2: You know what? I, I was just glad to have images. I was, you know, I, that's what I was saying, you know, because this this particular movie, they've been so hush-hush and so quiet about and all the rabid speculation, kind of like the trailer, which was great, and then getting some s- scenes from it, which has been good. So, yeah, I don't have anything particular. All right. So,
0: so we'll, we'll
1: start. Whoa, 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 Go back real quick. Desert was C-3PO in the middle of it? Yes. Zach, zoom in behind that guy leaning backwards head. There's people sitting, like, red-yellow, behind his head, up on the... Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, those are like the creatures, aren't they, that they showed? Yeah, um,
1: it, that they showed in the other image. Okay. What's what's the smoking gun here? Oh, I just noticed that they were in that image, too. Oh. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah, these people.
0: Yeah. The character's called the Aki-Aki, the natives of the planet Pasana.
1: I think it's I think it's pronounced with a silent P.
0: <laughs> oh Zanger, you joker you. I wonder what this is though. Like look at this thing right here. This like okay, we're going back to the uh, the picture of again Ray, Chewbacca, C three PO. And you have this speeder bike craft. Right. It's very that's very Mad Max esque.
2: Isn't that the one from the trailer?
0: Yeah, it's or I think it is. I,
1: I'm not No, there's sure. another image where it's a different thing later. Or no wait. I d I don't know. It's one or the other, Zanger. Okay.
0: Uh, um, but like you look though, and there's this sort of like sort of like a contra- like a contraption on the side of it. It has like a weird, like it looks like I don't wanna say like battle droid, but like I get that kind of like a battle droid vibe from it. Like that's sort of like oh, it's not no. battle droid, but technology. That same sort of like Trade Federation technology.
1: It looks like it's got, like, hands or legs coming down from it.
0: Yeah, I, I come, remember those crab droids from Episode 3?
1: Does that have markers on it, too?
0: Yeah, orange, orange. Yeah, it's
1: got little orange dots all over
0: it. Okay. That's what I mean. Because apparently there's also a rumor that there's um, an ATTE in this, in the movie. It was apparently, like, the yellow, the yellow booger monster— Apparently, according to making Star Wars, he has access like to an ATTE, and at some point in one of the fights between the First Order and the Resistance, they break out in ATTE. Hmm. Bonus points, so anyone can tell me what that stands for?
1: What Panavision grip? <laughs> ATTE. all ATT. terrain. Okay, you got you got t- half of it. ATT all terrain, transport tank. E class? (laughs) Escort. You you got all terrain right. Okay. Well, that's all that's AT.
0: That's all that matters. Yes. All terrain tactical enforcer.
1: Oh, boo. I find it interesting
0: that in this image with C3PO being covered with the umbrella, that the umbrella is also gold.
1: It's how you know whose is (laughs) whose. That's funny. Uh, Oh my god! But yeah, going back to
0: Zenger's earlier point that Ray is not—does Ray even have the light? I can't even see if she has a lightsaber on her.
1: It's on the right side for it to be
0: on, but I can't see it. But she has her satchel though. So maybe it's in the satchel.
2: Because you
0: see, she has a like, she lightsaber, has something like, across um, her chest.
2: Is the light lightsaber on the left side?
0: I'm trying to think in the trailer. I, where is she uh, pulling uh, from?
2: I think it's on the it's on the left side. I think. No, Hold on,
1: that. let me see. There, there's actually the cover has her holding it. I mean, it has it? It's on her right side. Ooh. Wait,
0: the cover? No, she doesn't have it in the cover.
1: Yes, she does. It's right b- beside her hand. Zoom in, Zach. Zoom in. Here? Right it's on her left side. Oh wait, that's a blaster. That's her blaster. In the scene,
2: on left side. In the, uh. scene, the, side. In the right. footage from there in the motion pictures, it's. The, on the YouTube side, it's on her left side.
0: Okay, so she either okay, so she it's it's obscured from view. In other words, yeah, because there's there's another shot of the speeders.
2: Yeah. There's two of them.
0: There's 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 really? one. That, Go,
2: there's a your your fight water scene you guys spent the last twenty minutes talking about. Yes. <laughs> uh, YouTube uh, has the action sequence of it and you can see all the little greeblies you ever want to see so, now, star wars now I'm, now I'm so excited. not that rise of skywalker on the set exclusive vanity fair yep
0: uh, jim is right it's on the left side
2: for a change
0: <laughs> jim you're always right huh. oh there's a stupid little light like, card in the way
1: get out of here card make, make it full screen how would you put a card up Get that ad revenue, man. Get that
0: ad revenue. Oh, Zanger, I I don't think it's a Death Star. He's got a point. Because I'm looking at... I'm sorry, I don't think it's the Millennium Falcon. Because I'm looking at it now, and that doesn't look like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's more stuff to it. It's more rusted looking. Oh, darn. That'd be really cool, though. Like, having a fight about the Millennium Falcon. Like, come on, JJ. We know you listen to this. Yeah, because even you look there again, you see her getting, like, on... You see Ray getting on the... Thing you can see the lightsaber like right, yeah,
1: right there, yeah. So God, she still carries a blaster.
0: Why does she need the staff then?
1: Why does she, she always have it?
0: I mean, like, yeah, but like, why does she need the staff if she has a lightsaber and the blaster? Like, she has a long range and a short range weapon. Like, what,
1: what is the staff mid range? Do I
0: don't. <laughs> What's she gonna do? Just chuck it at someone? Like, she yes. uses it as a spear?
1: Yes. I, I don't know. It's just kind of like one of those things where I'm sure it's it's a nothing thing that we're, of course, going to overanalyze um, and talk about.
0: Oh, oh no. What? Could could this... Okay, let's let's take this back. Like we're making fun of the staff. Oh, God, no. And I'm thinking... She got this... She had the staff on Jakku. And that's where she had been for the previous...
1: The like, staff is something important to where it plugs in. It's a key. It's a, it's a key.
0: That's what I mean. Could that maybe be the thing that's something, something? Like okay, Every, like, when we we were talking a couple weeks ago about like the Battle of Jakku and everything with Palpatine, and we forget that like the whole idea of the Battle of Jakku being like the final stand of the Empire that was a JJ idea. It was. Yeah, because that was his idea to have it be the battleground of like the last like 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 the battle or what's the uh, the graveyard of all the ships from like this massive like battle. Remember that battle of Jakku is a Force Awakens idea. Yeah, or it's
1: uh, it's Genesis
0: was a Force Awakens idea, and it's like why else would she have the staff still? Like, what on earth is the staff going to do what the lightsaber and the blaster can't already do? So, and she had it on Jakku.
1: Yeah,
2: and that and that also isn't also they're leaning towards, wasn't that where Palpatine's uh, secret
1: observatory? Yeah, is
2: so maybe that's coming back.
1: That's the telescope. She's has the telescope,
2: but but
0: that's what I mean though. It's like maybe the staff has something to do with all that. Maybe the staff is like one of the many. I don't want to say it's a MacGuffin, but it plays some role in
1: unlocking the plot of the film. Make
2: everybody familiar with the character and keep selling. Uh, Toys. I don't know.
1: No, I got it. I got it. I, I got I got it. I know what they're going to do with it. She's going to go into her room and to climb down into her room and when the sun's at a certain point, she, Uh-oh. she holds the staff <laughs> up and it <laughs> beams, <laughs> beams down to where the crash site is that they need to go to or where Palpatine is. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> That's how it works. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. In oh, oh, and 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 then and then, and then the Knights of Ren guy with the big sword like swings it around a ton. She just shoots him. Oh, that'd be neat. That would be neat. So I guess
0: like all the other pictures for the most part like are nothing to get excited about. Like again, we have the cover images of Rey and Kylo Ren. But if you look at that Vanity Fair image, she doesn't have the lightsaber there, but she has the staff. And then you like okay, so you have that. You have Daft Punk Zam Wessel, and I think Zenger and I have already kind of mined that joke for all the humor that's in it. Yep. And then we have uh, General Hux and Allegiant General Pride played by Richard E. Grant. Yeah, it's let's like, introduce like, a new villain. What on earth is that character going to do? Be the bad guy. Like, is this gonna, is he going to be part of the coup d'etat against Kylo Ren?
1: Yeah. Overthrow could- the government.
0: But that's what I mean, though. Like, there's no, like, and that's definitely alluded to at the end of The Last Jedi, because that we have that scene where Kylo Ren goes into the control room on crate. He tells the guards to halt, and we go in and we have General Hux kind of like glaring at him through like the threshold of the doorway. Clearly, I think that's that's being set up. Oh, you
1: also had that whole thing where he could have shot him. Well, that would have made these movies a lot simpler. God forbid that. Um, (laughs) You you also are also forgetting the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon image. It's got the BB-8 sidekick. Oh, yeah, Dio. I was about to say a obligatory name. You got um, Uncharted 5's character there. You got Chewbacca, and you got <laughs> Billy D. Williams caressing the console with his hand if you look closely. Oh, yeah. Very I'd, be cool. caressing, I'd be caressing the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, too, if I was there. What's that big blue thing there? Has that always been there?
0: Yeah, I saw that. I don't know. It kind of looks like the uh, the flux capacitor.
1: Oh, man. So much crossover.
0: Yeah, that's... I, I don't know. I haven't picked up on that. That's previous. I don't know. That might be a thing they're doing just for this. Who knows?
1: Uh, don't worry. Oh, we, we also got the image of Luke and R2-D2 and Fire. I'm so glad you brought that
0: up, Mr. Zanger, because this might be genuinely the most inexplicable image of all these that they released, because nothing in this image makes sense at
1: all. Well, the fire is obviously burning the ground behind them. Well, mean, duh. (laughs) And and R2 wants revenge on, on the other droids for taking his spot, so... He's showing what he will do to them. And Luke's just kind of there. Sure.
0: But the point I'm trying to make is. Is that like. A lot of people on the internet today were like. Oh we're finally getting another flashback. As to what happened at Luke's Jedi temple. And it's like no. Because if you look at Luke's hair. His hair is too long. Like during those flashback sequences. Luke has short hair. He didn't have like the long. I don't want to say unkempt but. Kind of scraggly looking hair during Hobo that hair. sequence. Sure, let's call it that. Yeah, the exile haircut. And then two, some people were theorizing, oh, we're going to get a flashback to Luke burning down the Force tree on Octo. Until you realize R two D two was already gone by that time because he left with Ray and Chewbacca.
1: Interesting.
0: And at the same time, too, if you look, Luke Skywalker has his hand gloved. And remember in the end of the Force Awakens, he doesn't have the gloved hand. He has the exposed robotic hand. And it was Ryan Johnson's idea
1: for the glove. Wait, that, that is the correct hand though? What do you mean? For the robot hand?
0: Yeah, it's the right hand.
1: Okay. Why was I thinking it was left hand?
0: So this image doesn't make any sense at all. It's it's literally it's not an image from from a, from the film.
1: Or it is an image from
0: the film. But it can't make sense though. Luke's okay. Luke Skywalker is dead. He never had that long hair with R2D2. And, when, and if he did, there was no part where anything was burning down.
1: I want to talk about these majestic horse things
0: the Orbacks
1: and how they're not porgs. Yeah,
2: like there are no porgs in this.
1: God dang it. What about the ones that
2: on your fire? So- Back to your fire thing, Zach. Yes. There's- Stuff in the background burning. So, I mean, there's structure. Do you see a structure? I don't,
1: I, I don't see it's structure. It's a Falcon. Structure off to the left. The, the big, bright flame part. I think that's just the ground. I don't think that's no, meant that's to like be. No, that's like a, that's something. Big bush. <laughs> a tree.
0: But I think it's meant to be just Yoda. The, it's
1: the earth. Is it Yoda? <laughs> He's
0: burning the force ghost. <laughs>
1: It's the only way to kill them.
0: I don't know. Like I think that's supposed to be burning earth. Or burning ground.
1: I don't like these majestic horses, horse things. I feel like they, they're they judging me. <laughs> <laughs> they look weird and their faces are really long. Why are they so fluffy?
0: So now let's get into the article.
1: Oh, uh, there's more. <laughs> there's words. You can't just stare at a picture forever. No, we gotta describe pictures over an audio medium. Duh. Oh yeah, no, nothing bad can ever come of that.
0: No, I went through the article. And I picked out some like key quotes and some and some things that kind of stood out to me. One, of, like, yeah, I have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple of pa- uh, Actually, like ten paragraphs to uh, highlight. But like one of the ones, the first things that came up to me, and I quote. Abrams has also insisted on keeping to the analog aesthetic of the original trilogy. Those aliens had to be latex and yak hair, not bits and bites, And everything possible was shot on location using film cameras, not digital ones. Even Lucas had abandoned that approach by the time he made the second Star Wars trilogy, but many fans consider those movies to be a cautionary tale. And then from a quote from Jar Jar himself, Famously, the prequels were mostly green screen environments, and that was George himself doing that. And it ended up looking exactly how he how he wanted it to look. And I always preferred the look of the original movies because I just remember when you're in the snow of Hoth, when you're in the desert on Tatooine, and when you're in the forest of Endor. It's amazing if you put Evaporator here, there, all of a sudden, almost any location suddenly becomes a Star Wars location. So it looks like JJ's <laughs> gone back to back to bashing the prequels again. Perfect. Which is which is again back the, uh, a far cry from his comments like a year and a half ago. No, no, I really like the prequels. There's nothing wrong with them. So yeah, we're 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 once again going back to the real sets, practical effects. We're, we're going right back to that narrative again, which is I, again I, I don't get how the prequel bashing thing is still selling tickets. Like I think most people, the people who are mad about the prequels are just are still, what's the word, harping on the last Jedi. They found their new axe to grind And it's not the prequels anymore But I guess J.J. feels that's still a, 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 He's still trying to convince himself That he's a better filmmaker Just because he puts a, 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 a prop in the ground I guess in his mind That's what makes a good movie As long as you put a real prop in the ground doesn't mean It doesn't matter you don't have an original story to tell you, that, There it is Now he's rehashed it all Exactly but that, that overrides As long as you put a real effect in the ground it completely ignores the fact that your story is hollow. The second paragraph that I wanna highlight other things we know about the rise of Skywalker, we can safely assume that the resistance in the first order are headed toward a final smash, which will be a heavy lift for the good guys because at the end of the last Jedi the resistance was down, way down to a double handful of survivors.
1: <laughs> They'll face it's the just first gonna be the Falcon against them. That'd be fun They'll face a
0: First Order who suffered a stinging but largely symbolic loss At the Battle of Crate, And who I feel confident have learned something from the previous eight movies The Empire built and lost two Death Stars The First Order has already lost one super weapon in The Force Awakens Presumably it won't make the same mistake twice Twice The word twice is in there twice <laughs> So my question is we know that there, or we think that because there was a subplot from the Force Awakens of Leia having the warhammer, is there a possibility that they make the Resistance have the super weapon now? And the we fact can that they hope, but with a line of the person saying like the Force Order's already lost one super weapon, presumably it won't make the same mistake twice. And then the guy puts another twice in there.
1: Twice.
0: So like oh is it's the it's the second super weapon for them now. Considering how JJ loves his nostalgia, Return of the Jedi, the whole like the main villain of Return of the Jedi is bringing the Emperor back. I wouldn't be surprised that another hallmark of Jedi is bringing back the first super weapon.
1: I mean, can we have a different weapon this time or something? Yes, it's Palpatine. (laughs) He's the
0: weapon. He's he's gonna bring he's gonna literally pull the imagine how like Zenger wants Star Killer dragging the Star Destroyer out of the sky. Palpatine's gonna drag the Death Star out of the ocean.
1: No, he's Amen. gonna drag the fan's nostalgia out of the ocean. <laughs> I don't think you have to do that. It's, it's not it's not deep enough in the ocean. It's just kind of there. <laughs> Remember this?
0: Ah <laughs> Did anybody ever see that movie Raise the Titanic, where they literally like raise the Titanic at like the Atlantic Ocean? It's gonna be that, but it's gonna be the Death Star. Perfect. All right. There's Rey, of course, whose sources say will have progressed in her training since the end of The Last Jedi to the point where it's almost complete. With well, that training ca- is
1: almost complete. Oh, perfect! It sets it up perfectly.
0: With that taking care of, all she has to do is reconstitute the entire Jedi Order from scratch, because as far as we know, she's the last one. And it's interesting that the words last and one are capitalized. Hmm. So it seems like, once again... Who sources say will have progressed in her training since the end of The Last Jedi to the point where it's almost complete. So once again, we're not going to see Rey train at all. Ray's just going to be inherently good at everything.
1: Mary Sue!
0: I'm not even saying that, but you'd think at this point they'd have one sequence or something showing her kind of like... Like, again, they need a sequence like at the beginning of The Return of the Jedi, which the deleted scene of... of uh, Luke building the green lightsaber for the first or turning the green lightsaber on for the but first time. I've heard rumors that that's what mm-hmm. you're going to see. I hope it is. I think that'd be great. I think, I think a 15 second ghosts. scene would do all the heavy lifting.
2: I think you're going to have some force ghosts also when they're educating her too. I think that's what you'll see. You're gonna, there's
0: going to be a lot of Force. In my opinion, my conjecture, we're going to have a lot of force ghosts in this, but they're not going to show up until the third act for the Makes most sense. part. Yeah, I got a theory on that. I, uh, yeah, I think because the thing I want to end this episode with, I want to ask everybody a question at the end, specifically Force Ghost Jim, but uh, we'll get there in time. Next one Star Wars under Disney makes the old Star Wars look positively quaint. Between 97 and 2005, Lucas released six Star Wars movies. When Sky, Rise of Skywalker debuts, it will be the fifth Star Wars movie in five years. And this is a quote from Kathleen Kennedy I think there is a larger expectation that Disney has On the other hand though I think that Disney is very respectful of what this is And right from the beginning we talked about how The fragility of this form of storytelling because something that, Because it's something that means so much to fans That you can't turn this into some kind of factory approach You can't even do what Marvel does Necessarily Where you pick characters and build new franchises Around those characters This needs to evolve differently End quote. And I find that fascinating because at this exact time last year, they are trying to make Solo, and they try to release two movies within six months of each other. Right. Yeah, it's it's so funny that, like, it's not that, again, Hollywood's very reactive, but like, oh, we can't cr- make Star Wars into a factory that just cranks these out every three months. And it's like, well, you try to, and the only reason why you don't, because it didn't work. It's like I find that so funny, like them like trying to like espouse wisdom, being like, "Well, we under- we've understood since the beginning that we just can't milk this thing forever." And it's like, of course, like what do you mean? You tried and it failed. It's like the cow gave you sour milk. You can't sit there like like put out a a, a product that's sour and be like, "Oh, we knew all along that we couldn't do this." It's like no, you tried and you fell on your face. You can't do that and say, "Oh, we we did that on purpose. We knew that wasn't the right way to go." Like, that's the sort of stuff that, like, I, I know that, like, Kathleen Kennedy has a lot of detractors, and I think most of it's misguided criticism, but it's a comment like that where it's like, you're telling me of all the things she could have said for this. She didn't have a better thing to say. It's like she should have said something on the lines of, like, oh, like we know Star Wars is special And we've realized that like we have to kind of Tone it down less is more when it comes to Comes to this saga For the same reason Why like Lucas only made a movie once every Three years and then put the series on ice We've learned that that's something that That wasn't just simply uh, A refractory period it's something That's a core element of the saga Than just uh, a a technical break. It's something that the fans have been like it's been uh, weaved into the DNA of Star Wars of having a break every few years. But again, it's this weird thing of like, oh, we knew all along this was the wrong approach. Like they're so like that's the sort of thing that bugs me. It's like they're so full of it. And the weird part is I can't tell if they're like, if they're drinking their own Kool-Aid or not.
1: It was actually flavorade that was used <laughs> in Jones sound. Thank you. I like how that's becoming. That's a... we
0: have two things that are now synonymous with the Knights of Vader podcast: filthy casual and the Jonestown massacre. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Look, Jim! I think every time you've come on the podcast now since the holiday special episode, the Jonestown massacre somehow gets brought up into the conversation. Well, because
2: you it use that, that term. Five. Jeez. <laughs> oh
0: God! Oh, dang That's gonna be after super Sith vitality. We're gonna make Knights of Vader flavoring. <laughs>
1: oh boy
0: oh god don't drink it all at once um,
1: <laughs> all right not to be consumed in large groups
0: <laughs> all right that's gonna be the next one let gonna be a picture forget the darth vader it's gonna be a picture of palpatine it's gonna say that <laughs> of vader it says it's gonna be a picture of palpatine like, a, like with like a instead of like a skull and like crossbones it's gonna be palpatine and it's gonna be like <laughs> crossbones Exactly that's what we're gonna have to do Oh god Um, that was good Well played singer well played Thank you All right Next, next uh pull quote. When people talk about the new Star Wars movies, they tend to talk about how faithful they are to the originals. What's hard to say is how exactly the new films are different. How movies like Skywalker keep their connection to the past while at the same time finding a way to be belong to the world of 2019, because regardless of whether or not Star Wars has changed since 77, the world around it has profoundly. Quote from Kathleen Kennedy, there's a loss of innocence, a sense of innocence that existed in the 70s that I don't think to any extent exists today. I think that has to permeate the storytelling and the reaction to the stories and how they've set up. It has to feel, I'm sorry, and how they're set up. It has to feel differently because we're different. Part of that is correct. Things are different. Things should feel differently But at the end of the day Star Wars is a space fantasy It's not science fiction It's not Star Wars was never designed To be a reflection of current events It was always meant to be A long time ago In a galaxy far far away And the only real world reflection It had Well the original and the prequels was that it was mir- Mirroring george lucas's Life there's a reason why luke skywalker Is called luke Because the man who wrote him Or created him is called lucas That there's a reason oh, why i get it exactly And the whole idea is This weird thing like oh we need to like Plug in elements from today's culture And it's like Yeah in the sense that like you have to make it Appealing to modern audiences But this idea that like like Seven audiences in the '70s were had more naivete than we do now. It's like, folks, it was the 1970s. Vietnam, uh, Richard Nixon, Jonestown. Had- Jonestown. No, that was later.
1: No, that, 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 no, that was, the night
0: of, that was the night of the holiday special.
1: Really? Same <laughs> <Yeah>. night? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't want to be the horrible look, person look, And say there's it. a connection but You're not the first
0: <laughs> uh, Knights Invader flavoring, Delighting audiences since November Of 1978 <laughs> oh, dang it <laughs> and, and, then, and then like asterisk like a disclaimer It says no affiliation with the <laughs> With the Star Wars Holiday Special Zanger um, will you do me A favor But you go onto IMDb and put, like, in the trivia section the same night as the Georgetown
1: Massacre. (laughs) God dang it, yeah. I'll
0: work on it. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, That's going to be our contribution to the Star Wars fandom. We're going to attach a trivia-like note to the Star Wars
1: Holiday Special trivia page. Wait a second. November 17th. Jonestown was November 18th.
0: Even better. They watched it the very <laughs> night the very day after. They're like, we have to end it all.
1: <laughs> oh man. All
0: right, zanger Come on. Go ahead. Fix the IMDB page.
1: I'll work on it.
0: All right. But now going back to the Kathleen Canny thing, though, no, I think that is a again, misguided comment. Like, oh, audiences are not as naive. As they were in the seventies, it's like no. Like I, I think even at the beginning of like the Empire Dreams documentary, there's even like part of the prelude of that is like talking about how like how cynical people were in the seventies between just like everything that kind of like the Manson murders, um, again Nixon, Vietnam. Like people didn't really have faith in the system anymore, and Star Wars really brought that idea that like okay, the good guys can win. Like this idea of having a lighthearted space fantasy story. Like like again, it's the idea that like Star Wars was above the fray. It didn't need to be bogged down t- in the culture's cynicism at that point to be a- appreciated be de- appreciated by that era's audiences. And for her to make a comment like, oh, unless we sit there and make things again, cynical of today's like Time period it won't work The movie and I'm like again why is This like, like I said I Out of four Star Wars movies of the Disney era I love three of them Yet it's these sort of comments where it's it's Her making the comment of I owe Nothing to the male Star Wars fans It's like if she believes that That's fine but to actually Go out and say it is just bizarre Like it's weird that, Like again I would imagine she said quite a bit in this interview With whoever's name is uh, Grant Guston And this was the best they could get out of her Like I'd like to know what they didn't include And like that's just so weird though It's like Kathleen Kennedy's been around forever I have no idea How like she looks at this And it's like maybe Let me like it's like okay Can I have a take two Because these (laughs) comments are just so like Misguided and I don't care how someone who's been working as, like, an executive producer in Hollywood for 40 years can make comments like this, and no one tells her, like, uh, excuse Shut me. up
1: stop talking.
0: <laughs> it's like, or just, I mean, again, I don't think her sentiment is entirely wrong, but just how she's phrasing it could just be done. It could be so much better. Like, it's so odd. And that's where, like, she's giving fodder to the not star wars people, because she is making comments that are just so weird, Anyway, though, Zenger, did you fix the IMDb page?
1: I put it under Connections. (laughs) God bless you, Zenger. Moving on, we know things as a
0: people and as an audience that we didn't know back then. For example, back then it felt sort of okay to like Darth Vader, because even though he was evil, he was also incredibly cool, and the kind of fascism he represented felt like a boogeyman from the distant past. But fascism... But fascism now is rising, which makes the whole First Order subplot look super prescient, but it also reminds us that fascism is not even slightly cool in real life. That's not. A They're kind from-
1: of babbling idiots, though.
0: Yeah, like, yes. Uh, Whereas
1: but- the actual Empire felt vaguely competent from time to time.
0: Well, they never, the Empire, like, yes, the Empire came across as they knew what they were doing. And it's the idea, like what Leia says in the first film But like, every time you tighten your grip More systems will slip through your grasp
1: yeah. It's
0: like, it was that idea Like they tried too hard And that's why, like, there eventually People were going to rebel And again, for the record, that that thing I read That's not from like Kathleen Kennedy or Jar Jar Abrams It's from the 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 author of this uh, Grant Gustin, whoever his name is And that is just so, like insanely stupid to say you can't like Darth Vader because he represents fascism that is such a weird thing to say that you can't like Darth Vader because like imagine saying like you can't like Spider-Man because he's a vigilante and vigil like, and like oh god what was his name the guy who shot the people on the subway back in the 80s oh god uh uh Bernie Bur- Bernie something And it's like imagine like back in the 80s Someone saying something like after that incident Being like we can't like Spider-Man or Batman Because vigilantism Is a bad thing and leads to violence I'm like who on earth actually Thinks these things never mind Gets them published in like a National magazine Like, Can you imagine somebody saying that about Batman we can't like Batman Because people like acting Above the law is a bad example And it it should be frowned upon it's like who on earth thinks this? It's fiction. Like let it be fiction. Nobody is living their life based on the wisdom of Darth Vader.
1: Like, like I mean, he had some good points every now and then. Yes, like like uh, your lack of faith. Except- just, yeah. You want you know what? You got a better one out of that. Congrats. <laughs> I find your. La- oh God.
0: Oh God. Uh, apology accepted, Anita. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, If I ever have the opportunity to fire somebody, I want to say that. Make sure not to choke on your aspirations, director. That too. That's That's a newer one, though. Doesn't even count at this point. I guess. Okay, like I said, stupid people making stupid comments. Um, okay, here's a quote from
0: Kathleen Candy again. Evil needs to feel and look very real. And what that means today may not be as black and white as it may have been in 1977, coming that off was a the- kind of World War II sensibility.
1: <sighs> that was the point of Star Wars back then. It was, there wasn't a gray area. It was, there was the good guy, there was the bad guys. Technically the rebels should actually be considered the bad guys because they're technically terrorists. But
0: that's the sort of thing like I think like I know what you're getting at Sanger. I know your point you're making. But like Star Wars should never be looked at that way. Like Star Wars should never be looked at like today's political lens. And I know like like when I'm listening to John Justice and he talks about that it's like Star Wars should never like re- our real world filter should never be applied to Star no, Wars. No, it shouldn't. And yet you have these weird people out there, like even today, like when they were posting the Knights of Ren pictures on Twitter, like, or I'm sorry, on like Vanity Fair's website and like EW's like reposting them, people were writing in the comments, like there better be a female one. And I'm like, even the bad guys, weird, like, BDSM henchmen have to be gender inclusive? I'm like, who cares what gender they are? I hope they have no gender. I hope they're a new Star Wars gender that we've never heard of before. It's like, why does real world have to be impressed upon the things we love in fiction? Like, if you want that, like, don't get me wrong. If you like that sort of thing, I'm not begrudging you. But, like, there's alternate, like, forms of fiction that delve into that. I don't get why they feel that the real world has to be shoved down Star Wars' throat. Like, did any, does anybody who fell in love with Star Wars, like, you know what, I love Luke Skywalker, I love Princess Leia, but you know what? I think I, I think I need more realism here. Like, has anybody ever walked out of a Star Wars movie saying that?
1: I mean, I just can't believe Thanos was able to snap half of all life out of the universe. That's what I normally think walking out of a Star Wars movie. It's just
0: oh, I'm starting to think that thing that we said about like in like Endgame
1: like don't think about it. We can apply that to life. You you actually probably can, and it would not be too strange. It should be like, like Zanger, We you and I should create like a new
0: motivational poster of like the kitten hanging on like the clothesline. It's like hang in there, baby. It's it's a picture of Zenger, like drinking from like a like a giant like pork mug. Or he's or he's taking that giant like pork pop and like carved its head out. He's made it into like a giant beer stein. And it's him yeah. drinking and It says, Don't think about it. We'll do emerging, the motivational poster combined with like the Kermit, like, but that's none of my business, with, like drink, sipping the tea. That'll be our new like motivational yeah. poster.
1: Yeah, except for it says, Don't think about it. Don't think
0: about it. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, that's a... Uh... Some more Kathleen Kennedy uh, wisdom. All right, some more quotes well, from wait. Uh,
1: Jim. Uh, what What do you think about the whole politicizing Star Wars and having to having it be a topic need it, that it needs to be a topical thing?
2: Well, always been of the opinion I'm a got my degree in history, and nothing's ever written in a vacuum. So, I mean, it's deals with the the current things that are going on. Whether it likes it or not, it gets written in. But mm. I, you know, I just in terms of Star Wars, I can just tell you there was nothing like it when it came out in 77, nothing even remotely close to it. And it it, it got it right. And, and I understand. You know what? And I and I agree with it. It's a movie. You should be treated like a movie. It doesn't need to be a. Um, I don't go to the movies to be reminded of the social and everything else. Movies
1: that- are an escapism.
2: Right. Movie is an escapism and to put stuff in there because you feel like it needs to be, set, I think is, is really missing the point of a star Wars movie. You know, I don't need, I don't need that. That's not why I go to star Wars and drop $12 per ticket or $15 per ticket. But I understand nothing's written in a vacuum, but to consciously write it into it because they feel it needs to be there. I don't know. It's kind of a, I think it misses the point And I think it, it, it takes away from what Star Wars is or what I think it's supposed to be
0: but that's the weird thing though is, like, they make they make dumb comments like this but like you go watch solo and there's no like socio-political posturing in solo so like where like, are uh, the energy saying crisis this? is is that really the subtext of that film?
1: I'm just pointing it out just so if someone wants to they can't say that we didn't say it. Yeah, but I don't, I,
0: I don't pick I didn't pick up on that.
1: Oh, I never knew that starred, I mean, that, uh, spaceships had to actually run on some type of fuel.
0: Well, they've talked, that was in Rebels a lot, that they talk about, like, they would like be running out of fuel and do, like, fuel, like, fuel runs.
1: I mean, it was assumed, but it kind of took a real big precedent in two of the more recent movies. I guess. Fair enough.
0: They make these comments, though, but, like. It's, it's not, it's like, I guess you could say it's kind of there, but like you really have to exactly. be looking at it under
2: everybody's that lens. Zach, everybody's trying to be PC. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Everybody's trying to be PC and stroke everything that needs to be stroked and try not to upset everybody. <laughs> That's what it is. That's ex- in terms of my opinion, I think there's a lot of that flavor in this. They've got so- to address that.
0: So is this are they making these comments because they actually believe it, or is it there because it's like a smokescreen to deflect from any oh, possible criticism?
2: It's 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 that and they're making this movie to make money. They're not making it because they want to make it and they want to make us all happy. They're not doing that. They're making this movie to make money, so they're gonna try to make it respond to the biggest audience they possibly can and try to piss off the least amount of people, especially the vocal group.
0: <laughs> I like that. Try to piss off the least amount of people possible. I but like I mean, that. I know what you mean. I, I get you 100%, Jim, but I like the idea of saying, let's try to make everybody happy and well, just turn it you know on its head and say, let's
2: piss off the least amount of people. And, and they're And they're throwing bones to all the little groups that need to have bones thrown to them. And they, they know they're, 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 they're trying to give everything, trying to make this movie everything for everybody. And I think, like we were just saying, they're trying to drag in current events and social things and political things into these movies, like Zanger was saying and you were saying. It, it just doesn't, I understand nothing's written in a vacuum because, yes, but you know what? It, it doesn't need to have that in it. It doesn't yeah. need to have,
1: you know. It just—it's a galaxy like, far, far away. We like, I think, exactly. imagine that they don't have the issues that we have on well, here. But
2: you know what? It's—it's it's back when the westerns were westerns, when the bad guys wore the black hats and the white, and 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 the good guys wore the white hats.
1: And you didn't really have gray areas in these movies. People right. were either it was good
2: or black, bad. It was it was black and it it was and right and life isn't black and white. Okay, I get that. Let the comments come from our two people that listen to this. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, it's and even in the article she says, well, you know, life's more gray, more this. But everybody knows that because everybody lives their damn lives, Kathleen Kennedy. We go to Star Wars to get away from our issues, to get away from our problems, to go to a galaxy far, far away.
1: I you know just- to root.
2: Our characters. Just like you said, they the root for our characters and boo at the bad guys and cheer for the good guys and to be surprised, wowed, upset. I mean you know, in some ways they just try too damn hard.
1: I just I just can't wait to go see the new Star Wars movie and have the General Hux's plan to build a space wall to keep out the Gungans. <laughs> Zanger's keeping it real. Force Ghost Jim's keeping it real. He is. I, I'm sorry. I had to put in a joke there because, I mean, he, he made not, not not that Force Ghost Jim didn't make a good point. He made a very good one. I just felt I had to cut the tension with humor.
2: It, it, it made you uncomfortable, Zanger, so you had to go to a joke?
1: Yes. He needs a security blanket, Jim. My go. security Sober. blanket's humor and alcohol, and I'm out of one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God. All right, so we're kind of coming to an end with these quotes that I have. Um, I, I, next- I need my safe space. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. That's what you have uh, – All uh, the porks for? No, that's what you have Knights of Vader Flavor Aid for. Ah, yes. It's a get-out-of-jail-free j- it's, it's get card. We can only use it once. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next quote is from uh, Jar Jar. Working on Nine, I found myself approaching it slightly differently. Which is to say that on seven, I felt beholden to Star Wars in a way that was interesting. I was doing what to do. I was doing what to the best of my ability I felt Star Wars should be. Felt slightly more renegade. Uh, It felt slightly more like, you know, F it. I'm going to do this thing that feels right because it does not, eh, because it does not, because it adheres to something. So I think the point of this is something on the lines of J.J. felt he was doing more of his own thing on episode nine as opposed to uh, slavelessly trying to recreate the magic of the original trilogy. Because we all asked for that from him, right? I did. I want J.J. to do I, – I, I want that. I, I, I want J.J. – like, J.J. has never been able to do his own thing. Every single movie he makes is him trying to impersonate another filmmaker – like Mission Impossible is him trying to do like generic action from like a Brian De Palma or someone like that. Super 8 is him doing a Spielberg impersonation. Star Trek is him doing a weird sort of blend of like Spielberg combined with uh, George Lucas. Into Darkness is that same sort of thing. And Force Awakens is just a straight-up, like, I'm going to take every chapter out of the original trilogy book and just shove it into a blender and see what comes out of it. And so, like, I'd love to see J.J. start to, like, like, like forge— No, well, well, that's up to everybody's personal taste. But, like, I'd love it if, like, J.J. was able to, like, forge his own identity as a filmmaker from this. I'd love that. I Like, it's funny. J.J.'s made what? Mission Impossible, Star Trek— Super 8, Into Darkness, Force Awakens there might be one more in there that I'm forgetting but at least 5 films Ryan Johnson's made 3 it has an infinitely more uh, whether you like him or not has an identity as a filmmaker yet Ryan, uh, yet Jar Jar does not other than like his identity is everybody else or like or what he likes
1: uh, we're looking at what he directed correct
0: yes no if you oh. look at
1: produced it's literally everything yeah, I know. 15 credits, Force Awakens, In Darkness, Super 8, uh, Undercover TV series, Star Trek. Apparently, The Office.
0: You know how he directed? I'm not counting the TV shows, episodes he directed.
1: Um, Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, and that was his directorial hey. debut. Yep. That's
0: what I mean, though. Like, and I love it. Like, I really would. I'd love to see J.J. really kind of like define himself as a
1: filmmaker here. What did he... Did he just produce Clover? Oh, he was the producer on Cloverfield. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a bad robot thing. Bad
0: robot. All right. Next quote from J.J. Abrams. This trilogy is about this young generation, this new generation, having to deal with all the debt that has come before. And it's the sins of the father, and it's the wisdom and the accomplishments of those who did great things. But it's also those who committed atrocities and the idea that this group is up against this unspeakable evil. And are they prepared? Are they ready? What have they learned from before? It's less about grandeur. It's less about restoring an old age. It's more about preserving a sense of freedom and not being one of the oppressed.
1: Uh,
0: That's that's a lot of words. I'm not getting any substance out of it.
2: No, it's... Again, what did I say? Trying to make everybody happy.
0: But it's not, but it's one of those things that like it, it, this this is a weird comment coming from him because JJ is Mr. Nostalgia with a capital N. And yet he's saying things like, we this feels like a quote that, like if I told you, like, if I read you that quote and said, Who said this? Ryan Johnson or Jar Jar Abrams, I don't think most people would have tied this to JJ. Because the whole idea is that, like, oh, this is about the new generation. It's yes, they're dealing with the thing that the sins of the father. But it's about, at the end of the day, forging a path for a new future. That feels more like a Ryan Johnson concept or theme than it does J.J. Mm. Eh. Okay, I'll take that. Moving on, the same goes, okay, there's, um, oh, this is what it is. I I think I mentioned earlier, there's no mentions of Palpy in this entire article, not even a hint to him, but on two separate occasions in this, the word Sith is used. And if you remember back to your marketing materials for The Force Awakens, they made an insane point, or, oh God, it was absurd, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. They made, it was absurd the amount of just, like, the line they drew in the sand, making it clear that Kylo Ren was not a Sith. Snoke was not a Sith. Yet now in this article on two separate occasions, they say the word Sith, one of those times being... Kylo Ren has it all wrong, you can't bring back the past, you can't blah 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 blah, because we've been here before, watching a band of scrappy rebels take down a techno-fascist empire, and it seemed to work fine at the time, but it didn't last. The same goes for the Jedi and their struggle with the Sith. To end this story, really ended, they're going to have to figure out the conditions of a more permanent victory over the forces of darkness. And I find it interesting that, like, the idea of going back to the Sith, because clearly... Lucasfilm PR and Disney had to clear this. They obviously they had complete say in what was published. So the idea of going back to the Sith like with Palpatine that's inescapable. But at the same time though, it's such a weird Oh my it's like it's like, a, it's like a complete 180 from what they were going with the Force Awakens and it really calls into doubt this whole idea that oh no Kylo Ren isn't a Sith he has nothing to do with them Snoke's not a Sith they have no part of any of that part of Star Wars and then it's like 4 years later no the Sith are the crescendo of this entire series it's like uh, the whole idea that Palpatine was was wired into this entire trilogy from the beginning it definitely makes me question that, or be a little more skeptical of it.
1: Got ya. Like that's why they should just yell at the end. That's say, that's,
0: a, that's gonna be said at the end of the movie. Like that, that's the post credit scene. Perfect. Oh. No, it's like Endgame. Instead of a post credit scene, it's a post credit sound. I have a question zenger you follow this stuff and i know jim you do to an extent has anybody like delved into what the six clangs at the end of endgame like like i know it's him forging the armor in the first iron man movie but did anybody like figure out like what's that meaning to imply
2: oh i've heard rumors it implies his daughter or
1: his wife carrying on the mantle of iron man i've heard that it implies somebody else is working on an iron mask
0: Oh, okay. I I haven't heard either of
1: those. Like, but in- I'm like, just it's 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 just a callback. It's just a callback to the first time you ever heard that sound. Eh. Think think th- think about that. It's it's just a callback to a hero being born.
0: That's I I don't think so. I think if they were if they wanted to do that, they would have had some other way. That it's too subtle for them. And considering that like the, the theme of all these stupid end credit sequences is pointing think about, it, every post-credit scene is about pointing forward. And they've never done a post-credit scene that points backwards, I, I don't believe that. I believe it's, it's something. And the fact that it ring, it's, it's the clang six times. It, it has to think about it, when you watched that original Iron Man, he, clang, he clangs it 11 times, so they deliberately chose to do it six.
1: It's it's them calling out DC. Okay, there you go. The
0: bells has oh. rung. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. So my final question, which I brought up earlier, was the title, The Rise of Skywalker. I think there's three ways that you can interpret this. You can take it literally, abstract, or a combination of the two. Ooh. The literal interpretation is Luke Skywalker comes back to life. The abstract way of interpreting it is that Ray creates a new order of force users and calls them the Skywalkers, being the successor to the Jedi.
2: Yeah, and I've heard that. I've actually heard both of those too. I I would lean towards the Rise of Skywalker, kind of like the uh, Return of the Jedi, that type of thing. Exactly, but I considering that the whole knowing JJ, everything has to be the
0: mystery box and surprises. I wouldn't be surprised if it's – and like you've already said, Jim, they're trying to uh, piss the least of us off. What if they do a
2: combination of the two? What I think if, that, you know what? It would make – because people are pissed that killed off Luke Skywalker for how they did it. And then, you know, I agree. And that, that's fine. Yeah, I see that. But how I was going to uh, – just how I was going
0: to position that is that if anybody knows their Return of the Jedi history – Lucas already had in mind that when Luke confronts the Emperor along with Vader, Obi-Wan was going to show up in the middle of that fight, or in that confrontation. So, think about it. The Rise of Skywalker, and I think Jim and I, you and I were talking about it a couple months ago, about Hayden Christensen being at Star Wars Celebration back in April. What would happen is if the final battle of the Rise of Skywalker is... J.J. keeps saying that the whole point of this movie is to connect all three trilogies together. And it's titled The Rise of Skywalker. And much like how we learned with The Last Jedi and how the marketing was very straightforward, it wasn't until after we saw the film that we realized it, who's to say that maybe we actually have a point in this where we have Anakin, Luke Skywalker, and Rey all fight the Emperor? And it's The Rise of Skywalker across all three generations. She's not Skywalker. What, who's, who's the main character of the prequel trilogy? Uh, Obi Wan? No, you know the. Come on, Zanger, say the right answer.
1: <laughs> Jar Jar.
0: Come on, one more chance. Third time's the charm. Anakin. What's his last name?
1: Skywalker. Who's the main character
0: of the original trilogy?
1: <sighs> C3PO and R2D2. <laughs> oh,
2: I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Can I get an answer? Can I answer?
0: Force Ghost Jim,
2: Leia? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, go ahead.
0: Oh, so who's close. The, who's the main character
2: well, of the really, sequel trilogy? I-
1: BB-8.
0: <laughs>
1: Force Ghost Jim.
2: Uh, it's a trick question. Oh, sure it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll play along with you just to drive you nuts a little bit.
0: The main character is Dio.
2: Is A yeah.
1: the, the new the new droid BB8's droid companion. The droid we haven't even seen yet. Up uh, until this th- point is actually the main character the whole time. He's been the villain behind all this. You know? Oh, he's the- actually Oh, it makes sense. He's actually Palpatine. But that's the point I'm trying to make,
0: though. I think the final – I think Rey will, in fact, create a new order of Force users, probably called the Skywalkers. And I think she will be – I think you're going to have all three of them, much like how we've talked about. They're bringing Hayden – they're slowly easing people back into the Hayden Christensen waters. I think the final – and considering that we know that Lucas – drones are in them. Sure. And I know Lucas, when he was writing the script for Return of the Jedi, wanted to have Obi-Wan come back for the final battle. I think we're going to have a moment in this where it's going to be Anakin, Luke, and Ray fighting the Emperor. And I'm not saying like I don't know what form the Emperor will take, but I think it will whether it be Matt Smith being possessed, I don't know. But I think you will have a point where all three heroes
1: of the trilogies will fight the big bad of the no, Star no, Wars I, No, no, I, I know what form he'll take. You Stay Puff this?
0: Marshmallow Man.
1: No, no, no. He's going to have spider legs and then getting a bigger spider, a robotic <laughs> spider. Like from Wild Wild West? Oh, they've already done that? <laughs> huh. Oh, boy. I had an original idea there.
0: Oh, no, Zang. There's no such thing as original ideas anymore. Just recycled. Uh All right. Anything else, gentlemen, or can we wrap this up?
2: I'm okay. I'm I'm good for a wrap.
0: So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group, Knights of Vader, and you will find us all there, including the Force Ghost when he's not shooting pickups for The Rise of Skywalker. Find us on Instagram, at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex, providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or sniper remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodies and on the Cinematis Podcast, where we'll be talking about, I think think the movie pixel perfect the disney channel original movie Ugh. uh yes it, well it's a weird movie folks it is a weird movie much like how uh, palpatine might possess matt smith we have a hologram girl possess a real girl it's weird especially for a program that was designed for 12 year old girls but besides that zenger where can
1: we'll find you you can find me roaming the internet with my own podcast saying this nerdy topics every week And Mr. Force Ghost, when you're
0: not Force Ghosting people, where he will find you?
2: Uh, Not on Twitter much anymore, but you can on on Facebook, JT Thane, JT space T-H-A-Y-N-E. And you can go, and if you join the
0: Knights of Vader Facebook group, you will find Force Ghost Jim lurking. (laughs) True. Like like the specter that he is.
1: Blue glow and all.
0: (laughs) All right, Zanger, our moment of Zang.
1: Wiki Wiki Wild 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 West. Wiki Wiki Wild 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 West.
0: We're going straight to, <laughs> to the Wild Wild, wild, wild
1: West. west. <laughs> see it's
0: 1999 all over again. Oh man! 20 years later, 20th anniversary of Wild Wild West. It so, is. Yeah, that came out oh. during the summer of '99. I think that was like June, like 8th of
1: 1999. Oh, oh my. I might go tell Ellie I've got her trifecta of terrible movies now. <laughs>
0: Jim, what's your opinion on Wild Wild West starring Will Smith?
2: Oh God, I grew up during it. It's okay, forget it. I
1: like the original <laughs> Wild West. Yeah. Thank you for knowing that it was a remake
2: of a TV show.
1: Oh. Yes.
2: I wouldn't even say it's a, it, it, It's a. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what to call it. I mean, I like the original. I liked it a lot. I don't know what. I think that it was name only though. I, I think uh, the, with Will Smith is really name only. I. I, I don't see it.
1: I think if you describe the plot of the movie to somebody, they'd lock you up in an insane asylum. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it, but I, I like the original.
2: I, it was a little bit before my time, if I remember right, but I caught it on reruns. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three.
1: No, wild, I'm good now.
0: Wow,
1: d- d- That's the to turn out music. Wow,
0: wow, West.
1: Bye. Bye, bye Jim. The no zang everybody. is over. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>
0: Knights of Vader flavor
1: aid coming
0: <laughs> to a local store shelf near you. Gross. <laughs>
1: any outlaw trying to draw thinking you're bad any drawing on west best with a pen and a pad don't even think about it six gun weighing a ton ten paces and turn just for fun sun up the sundown rolling around see where the bad guys are to be found and make them lay down